there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases. They're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kayo Day. No. I will, I will let you talk. Kayo Day. Kayo Day. I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayo Day. That's why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. Half a million Lagosians. 720,000. 970,000. Over 1 million Lagosians. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. And all those I am Sandra Ezekwasili, and these are your hard facts. Hello, Lagos. Good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwasili, and these are your hard facts. How are you, seriously? How are you doing? Don't give me the I'm fine or it is well. How are you? How are you? How are you? I ask that question because some more people are going through it too. People are going through it. On my way into work just now, on Lekki Ekbe, around the Ikate area, around where you have, um, I believe it's corn oil, um, there was this accident that happened. A truck slammed into an SUV. And I think it was the driver of the SUV who I saw, um, you know, out of the vehicle, walking around, screaming, yelling, almost crying. And he was naked. He was in his underwear. He was wearing pants, you know, the kind of pants that men wear. And he was just like grabbing onto the necklace on his neck. And he was just in a rage but it wasn't a rage it was sad almost you know like like it was wailing without wailing i don't know how to explain it you know but my guy was on the express walking in bath in his bare uh, foot and there were shards of glass on the floor and he grabbed onto the necklace he was wearing and just walking up and down in those pants that looked kind of like leopard prints. Um, And he was just wailing. People, they go through Amo. So again, how are you? How are you? Bele? Especially to those of you who spent hours and hours and hours in traffic on Lekiepe this morning, yesterday, the day before that, because of the flood, because of the bad roads that Somolu and the Commissioner for Works and all the people whose business it is to ensure that that road and express, might I add, is fixed, you know? Hopefully, they hear that we're talking about it and they go and do something about that place so that we're not wasting man hours on Lekiekwe every day. Especially when you think about the fact that refinery never open. The port where they open for free trade zone, it never come. And this is already happening. And a lot of estates are are in Leki and Lekiekwe all the way to Aja uh, and Shangote Do, and you keep just going down and down and down. You know, more and more estates are popping up. More and more real estate organizations are coming to you to buy property from them. All of those things will be in that part of Lagos. What's the plan? Is there a plan? <laughs> First hard fact of the day, the National Population Commission will start its practice census today. The trial run will be in Anambra State only. Remember, the full census takes place in April 2023. The MPC wants to try out its methods and um, technology to make sure that everything works as it should. Now, Lagos, if you witness a story like me, who saw that gentleman on the road grabbing his necklace in his underwear and just screaming... And you think Lagos should know about that news story? Call our newsroom. Our newsroom is 01465-7175. If you're tuning in for the first time, hello to you. Welcome. You're alongside one million Lagosians. They listen every day. Welcome. Good to have you on Hard Facts today. I have a great show for you. We'll start with the big three. Let's talk about more reactions to the APC's presidential ticket. 
Then let's talk about the FCT ministry closing all parks and gardens by 7 p.m. And then let's talk about Governor Songolu ordering a probe into the latest boat disaster. On the glass ceiling, I want us to talk about women supporting women. We started that conversation last week. Today we'll continue. On Balogun and Broad, let's talk about the restructuring of five discos. Sam Amadi will be my guest. He'll be breaking down the power distribution uh, business, how it works, and why these five discos are currently in distress. Now, at uh, 6.15, after the news at 6, we'll continue that conversation we started yesterday. I shared the story with you of this young woman whose mother, you know, called really unprintable names um, because the mother asked her to do something financial for her. And she was like, OK, I can't do it right now because I just gave my brother money you know, that you asked me to give him. So give me some time to recover, then I can do it. And then the mother started to call her selfish, started to just essentially rain all kinds of insult on her. And as a result of that, they got into a fight, you know, the not a physical fight, of course. The, the daughter said uh, some things to her and it became a case and family members got involved and family members were saying to the girl, well, you were rude, you shouldn't have done this. And the girl said to them, look, I employ people. I work with people. People work for me. I don't speak to them the way my mother speaks to me. Why is it okay for my mother to speak to me like this? Where is the place of respect? Do I not deserve respect from my mother? We started that conversation yesterday. It was really good. You'd like to continue that conversation with us today um, from 6.15. Go ahead and give us a call at that time. We'll keep talking. But let's get into today's big three. I am Sandra Ezekwesili Lagos. These are your hard facts. On hard facts. On 99.3 Nigeria Info. Okay, how important is national unity to you as a voter? How important is national unity to you as a voter? Is the FCT minister going too far with parks and gardens? And how can Lagos prevent boating accidents? Those are the big three. Lagos, let's talk. Uh, like I said, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. The APC presidential ticket is our first story. Uh, more reactions are pouring in. Babache Lawal, the former SGF, has rejected the choice of uh, Kashim Shetima. This is significant, Lagos, because Lawal has been one of Tinubu's biggest supporters. So, yes... Uh, some of the people who have been bashing Tinubu are people who would never have voted for him. Um, it's normal for opponents to make a big deal out of anything that a politician does. But here we have Babache Lawal, the man who submitted Tinubu's nomination form. If you're watching our live stream right now, I'm showing you a picture of Babache Lawal submitting Tinubu's nomination form, right? And um, this man said, quote, I thought I will be able to avoid commenting on the disastrous error by my very good friend, Senator Bola Ahmed Tinubu, in his choice of a running mate. I will be the very last person to stand in the way of my very good friend Tinubu's path to the presidency. This is because since 2011, my consuming passion has been for him to succeed Buhari as president of Nigeria. But Lawal goes on to say, quote, true, based on the advice of his new friends, Paul Ahmed Tinubu has made his choice. And I am sure he thinks he is ready for the outcome of that choice. He has chosen to bring religion to the front burner of Nigerian politics. And being a Muslim, he has chosen to take sides with his own religion. For all his key cares, uh, Christians can decide to not vote him. But he must also be told that there will be consequences for this choice. Some of them are that Christians all over the country will not want to go with the APC to put the chances of his election in serious jeopardy. It will also put the election of all Christians standing for elections in Christian-dominated areas in jeopardy. This could result in APC being a minority party in both the national and state houses of assembly. Now tell me, which Christian will vote for APC with the following contraption? 
Muslim presidential candidate Lagos, Muslim vice presidential candidate Borunu, Muslim national chairman Nasarawa, Muslim national uh, deputy chairman uh, Borunu, Muslim president Katsina, Muslim senate president Yobe, Muslim speaker, Muslim deputy speaker, uh, Lagos and Plateau, end quote. That's what Babachi Alawal said. Babachi Alawal is a person whose support of both Tinubu and the APC before now cannot be disputed. So clearly this, um, this agitation against the ticket isn't just about hatred of Tinubu. I mean, nobody can support Tinubu more than the man that submitted the form for him. So if that man is now saying what he has said, is there a problem with this ticket? Is Babachia Lawal accurate to say that most Christians would reject the APC because the ticket is failing to give them a sense of belonging? Some Northern Christian leaders in the APC agree. I'm sure that you've seen their statement already. I'm not going to read it again for you for the sake of time, but I'm sure you've seen their statement. Now, this is one of the biggest conversations in Nigeria at the moment. Everybody is talking about it. You talked about it with Sheriff this morning on the morning crossfire. And Sheriff had a really fantastic question for you. Let me play it for you, for those of you who missed it the first time. If you missed uh, the question he was asking, here it is again. Um, if you listened from 5 a.m., uh, I was really concerned about the flooding situation in Lagos and I made a passionate appeal to school owners, to the Lagos state government, uh, maybe before any other thing. If you have to go virtual, go test person to do this wins 5,000 naira, the winner will be announced. Uh, and try tell me whether he puts religion first, whether he puts numbers, numbers first or competence first in picking Shatima as his VP candidate. Now, if you were a politician, if you were in his position without bias, I want to be very, very honest, without bias, which of these three um, factors would you put first as a politician who wants to win religion? in a country as ours because everything the context of everything we're talking about is nigeria nigeria is a context would you put religion first would you put numbers first the electoral value of that person or competence like it doesn't really matter whether the person has strong enough electoral value as long as the person has track record Everybody can see that the person is competent. Would you put that first? And you people had a really great conversation about this. It was really fantastic. I loved your answers. And I, and I want to um, ask you some follow-up questions. So I've got two follow-up questions, right? So the first question, let's stick with the politician's point of view, like Sheriff did. But I'm not going to ask you about competence. Here's why. I think that all of us can agree that there are competent Nigerians in every tribe, in every religion, in every state. So let's assume that everybody, all the options that Tinubu had were competent hands. So instead, let me ask you this. If you were in Tinubu's shoes, which factor will be first for you in choosing your running mate? If you were in Tinubu's shoes, which factor will be first for you in choosing your running mate? Would it be religion? Would it be numbers? Or would it be national unity? If you were Tinubu, would it be religion? Would it be numbers? Or would it be national unity? So that's my first question. Then my second question, let's change the point of view. Instead of looking at it like a politician, I want you to look at it like a Nigerian, like a Nigerian voter. As a Nigerian voter, would you want a, a, a political party to pick their ticket based on who can give them the numbers or based on who would give most Nigerians a sense of belonging? 
So let's assume that competence will be there no matter what. Huh? If competence is guaranteed, should the party you support pick candidates based on who will win, no matter who doesn't feel carried along, or based on who would give you and other Nigerians a sense of belonging and national unity? So two questions there to follow up to the conversation you had with Sheriff this morning. Lagos, 0700-993-993-993. 0700-993-993-993. Everybody gets one minute to share their, their thoughts. Women, call me on 01-465-7190. 01-465-7190. So my questions again, if you were in Tinubu's shoes, which factor will be the first for you in choosing your running mate? Would it be religion? Would it be numbers? Would it be national unity? My second question, as a Nigerian voter, would you want a political party to pick their ticket based on who can give them the numbers or based on who would give most Nigerians a sense of belonging? 01465-7190-0700-993-993-993. One minute, that's all you get. Hello, thanks for calling us. Hello. Hello, how are you? What's your name, ma'am? All right, give us a call back if you can. 99.3, hello. Hello. Hi, Sandra. How are you? What's your name? I'm okay. I didn't know my call has been ticking. It's, it's okay. What's your name? My name is Sharon. Sharon, you've got one minute. Um. Okay. If I were boy, uh, Jesus, <laughs> God forbid. If I were Tinibu, um, definitely. I was. I think he went for the number. I don't know numbers, but that's what I think you consider first. If you, then, if you were Tinibu, what would you consider first? Um, I'll consider the numbers. Okay. So numbers, religion, or national unity, you'd consider the numbers? Numbers, that okay. then, because no matter how, eh, no matter how, mm. no matter how, mm-hmm. there's no way the country will be unified. Mm-hmm. That's just the truth. Okay. As much as we want it, but it cannot be that way. Okay. Because we, have, we already have it. All right. Thank you very much for calling. 99.3, hello. Yeah, President Sandra. Good to have you on the show, sir. What's your name? Sorry about that. 99.3, hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? My name is Robert. Robert, welcome. Ma. Um, to me, I will choose national unity first. Okay. Because no matter how I make my decision, hmm. national unity must come first. Like the way, the, what uh, the senator from, uh, that, that senator, what is his name? Is it Rabo or from uh, Zanfra? He said... He said of him to though he's a Christian, uh, the, I mean to choose Muslim is not his problem. But what about the national unity? I think in anything we do as mm-hmm. a citizen, two citizens of Nigeria, mm-hmm. national unity is number one before any other thing. Okay, all right. Thank you very much for calling. Ninety nine point three. Hello. Hello. Good to have you on the show. What's your name, sir? I'm calling from Lagos. Ibrahim from Lagos. Why are you calling the, the line for women? Sorry? Why are you calling the line for women? For women, no. 99.3, hello? Hello? Hello, Sandra. Thanks for calling. What's your name, ma'am? Thank you. Yeah. Good afternoon. My name is Ngozi. Ngozi, welcome. You've got one minute. Yeah. Sandra, if I'm to be after what you have chosen a national unity. Okay. Because if you chose the numbers and you win election and there is no country for you to govern, what benefit will it be of you? The present Nigerian state needs unity first. So I think in any decision, Nigeria should come first, not self. That's my own thing. All right. Thank you very much for calling. Remember, there are two questions. My second question, as a Nigerian voter, would you want a political party to pick their ticket based on who can give them the numbers or based on who would give most Nigerians a sense of belonging? If competence is guaranteed, should the party that you support pick candidates based on who will win, no matter who doesn't feel carried along? or based on who would give you and other Nigerians 
a sense of belonging and national unity. 99.3, hello. Yeah, hello, Sandy. Thanks for calling. Afternoon. What's your name? Yeah, this is Kenny. Welcome. You've got one. Yeah, uh, uh, I think I think to me, uh, I will choose I will choose national unity. Okay. Because yeah, the unity is the main thing. No matter the numbers, no matter the numbers, no matter the numbers you have, mm. if there's no unity, there's no how you make, yeah you make progress. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you might you might have hundred friends, one million friends, and there's no unity among those friends. There's no how that group or that yeah, that, that friend make it. Is. But shouldn't you win first and then you know start uniting people? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's another thing to win, and then it's another thing if there's no unity there's no how there's no how you will make it work if there's no unity no matter even if you even if even if even if you that number if there's no unity no matter your plan no matter you are the way you articulate it there's no how you make it work thank you very much for calling remember it's one minute to everyone now i don't have access to whatsapp for some reason so please send your messages to us via facebook facebook is nigeria info 99.3 if you've already sent a message on whatsapp just copy it and go and paste it on our live stream on facebook facebook is nigeria info 99.3 or you can go to our chat room on our website nigeriainfo.fm and leave a comment there i'll take it live on the show nigeriainfo.fm that's where our chat room is you can also leave comments uh, in the live stream on youtube and i'll read them out on air i don't have access to whatsapp right now so please do not send us uh, messages on whatsapp because i'm not going to be able to see it but go to facebook and leave your thoughts and i'll take all those comments live on air i'm sandra Ezekwasili. how important is national unity to you as a voter nigeria info would be right back Lagos, I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and our second story takes us to Abuja, the FCT ministry there. Uh, ordering all parks and gardens to close by 7 p.m. But operators are kicking back. They're saying that the rules are high-handed and that the rules are undemocratic. We're trying to connect with uh, our correspondent in Abuja. His name is John Emmanuel. Uh, When John joins us, he's going to explain to us here in Lagos how the parks and gardens operate in Abuja, uh, what type of nightlife they usually have. He'll also talk to us about why the FCT ordered parks to start closing by seven. And then, um, you know, I, I'm curious about what specific grievances the park operators and other businesses have against um, the closing time. Because the FCTA says that uh, FCTA parks policy of 2005 sets 7 p.m. as the closing time, you know. So we'll find out from John Emanuel when he joins us on the show if, number one, this is accurate, uh, number two, if this closing time uh, has been enforced uh, before now. So I, I do hope that we're, a- we're able to uh, connect with him. Uh, we're trying to call, so I'll ask that please people should stop calling us so that we can call him. Because <laughs> your calls are coming in and they're bouncing our calls away. Uh, our call to John away. So Biko Biko, Epos, Epo our life. Stop calling, stop calling so we can call John. Uh, we're also going to talk to John about uh, some operators alleging that even though the matter is in court, the FCTA's um, task force has started enforcing the closure, right, instead of maintaining status quo. Uh, So he'll tell us if enforcement is ongoing. All of these uh, questions will be answered by Johnny Manuel, our correspondent in Abuja, if we are able to have him uh, join the show. It does look like they are having difficulty getting across to John. Um, I do hope that we can solve that problem. Let me try to call him on my own personal phone uh hopefully you know <laughs> hopefully that solves that problem uh if you just tuned in hello to you this is nigeria aim for 99.3 i'm sandra Ezekwasili. you're listening to hard facts uh we start with the big three every day and on the big three we do our best to cover the biggest stories of the day three of the biggest stories of the of the day that way you know um well what the countries talking about because the biggest conversations are always happening on your number one talk station. Johnny Manuel is finally on the phone with me. Hi John, how are you? Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. Uh, so so I was um, saying that uh, I would have you explain to Lagosians because we don't know how the parks and gardens operate in Abuja and what type of nightlife they usually have. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, um, yeah, we have a uh, Basically, in Abuja, we have uh, gardens, parks, uh, in form of parks, 
And uh, these are places that uh, were given out by the FCT administrations to various operators. And what they do here basically is uh, the relaxation places. So um, these parks are expected to operate from, uh, from morning till night. But uh, the FCT administration has uh, the, the department in charge of uh, parks and recreation uh, recently came up with uh, a policy. It reviewed its uh, 2017 policy and uh, stated, with the, part of the policy stated that uh, these parks are supposed to close uh, from uh, 7 p.m. Yeah. So, yeah, 7 p.m. Now, uh, what it is trying to say is that uh, even though it, uh, the, 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 the decision uh, attracted a backlash from uh, residents and uh, the operators as well, hmm. um, the decision says that this policy, the, the policy is bringing out having part and parcel part and, uh, part and garden operation policies, uh, mm-hmm. policies mm-hmm. and that the owners and the operators of these parks are aware, mm-hmm. uh, even before now. It's just that it has not been enforcing it. Mm-hmm. Now, the issue now is that most of FCK residents who go to work in the morning, mm-hmm. close in the evening, mm-hmm. uh, most of them stay in the outskirts of uh, the city centre. Mm-hmm. They stay in the outskirts of Abuja. So before the before the close, mm. they usually find this park as the nearest, as the only place they could just go and uh, you know unwind. And, chill, right. and then, uh, yeah. Mm. And most times, business takes place there. Sometimes, some of these parks, uh, you, you you find churches, you know, renting their halls, uh, mostly evening. So the question that comes to mind is, when do you expect these people, the operators of this park, to make, to make, their, uh, to make back their money? Mm. Because uh, the, the business of the park starts from evening. Mm. This is when the people, it's on 5, 6, 7, that people start you know, retiring so from work. That is when they fix meetings. Mm. Uh, that is when they, 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 they while away time. Mm. Some of them don't want to enter the, the, the ever busy rules that mm. are characterized by having gridlock. So, 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 so why did they start? So why did they start enforcing it now? Because it sounds, sounds to me like they have not been enforcing it. Uh, the seven p.m. closing time. Because the FCTA Parks mm. policy of two thousand and five, um, like you said, yeah. set seven p.m. as a closing time. Right now, yeah. Um, yeah. from what you've said, they haven't been enforcing it. Why did they decide to start enforcing it? What yeah, yeah, the enforcement actually, uh, enforcement, uh, the, the decision to start enforcement mm. uh, followed a press briefing uh, organized by the FCT Department of uh, uh, the AMMC, the, 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 the Development Control, right. the Abuja Municipal uh, Management Council. Right. So it, it, it says some of these park operators have been owing, have been owing the administration money for the past four or five years. I see. Uh, uh, yeah, especially the period where the COVID-19 uh, lockdown uh, uh, happened. So some of these parts have not paid. So and then they are trying to see how they can, uh, the park operators have been begging that uh, they should uh, they should give them some kind of, they should waive some of the uh, some of the fee, hmm. some, of, some of the money are owned in this period. So after agreeing that they are going to waive this money, so they came up, they told them that uh, they review certain policies. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it includes... Such policies include that they are going to make sure that their monies are paid as as when due, mm-hmm. and they're going to ensure that uh, uh, that uh, these parts are not only meant for they are not only meant for the people coming there to relax. You know, that there are other usage that the government has created these parts for. Okay. So yes, so, and they they kind of explain explain some of them. Like what? So, like what? Yeah. Yes. That the parks are. Typically, uh, uh, green areas. Okay. So, and as green areas, the uh, government expects them to always, where the park operators have not been taking care of them the way they expected. Okay. So, as green areas, uh, the government uh, can come in mm. and, you know, see how they can uh, maybe green the grasses and then see what other, other use they can put them into. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so this are some, some of them. So, in the process, you know, we now brought out this idea of starting enforcement of 7 p.m. closing time, mm. and then stating categorically that uh, the parks are not even meant for places where people should come and drink. Mm. So it is uh, the drinking team now that uh, that is where the people 
afternoon. Well, what, why did you give us give us a pass in the first place? Because you don't expect a pass uh, operator mm. to be selling uh, Okrika. <laughs> why expect a pass so, 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 uh, so, so hold up, hold up, hold up, rewind. Um, you're saying that the FCTA is now saying that it's now banning alcohol in these parks? Yeah, so that, so that is part in, of the pass policy. In Abuja? So alcohol, yes, yes, alcohol are not meant to be done there. So if you want to drink alcohol, you should go to the pub. So the parts are not meant to, uh, to for alcohol. Like, that is part of the policy. Why? So, and I, Did I, they say why? Yeah, so they, they didn't say why. They didn't say why. So you just didn't say why. They just say it was not part of the policy of the uh, park operation, uh, operation. And then, you know, uh, the, the argument has been that uh, there are other parts that are, uh, like the Millennium Park, mm. uh, there are other parts, uh, the Wonderland Park, mm-hmm. these ones are meant for family recreational activities. Okay. Now, during festivities, you see people going to such parks, and then, of course, they go there during, during the daytime, and you wouldn't see the smell of alcohol okay. inside the park. So, but the other, the ones that people refer mostly to our gardens, mm-hmm. these ones operate daily. They are business parks. Okay. They are, they are business parks. So, and the owners of these parks, what they need, what, what, how they make their money is through the sale of alcohol. Mm. That's one. And two, through the rent of space for, for church programs and meeting programs, for, mm. for meetings. Mm. So, and most of the churches in Abuja, they use church parks mm. uh, weddings, weddings on the weekend. Mm. So, now, if uh, you stop, if you say the parks are a place beyond seven, that mm. means uh, any church that now, some operators are alleging that even though the matter is in court, the FCTA's task force has started enforcing the closure um, instead of maintaining status quo. Um, have you heard that sentiment be spread? Uh, the, uh, yeah, the FCTA's task force uh, actually began the enforcement uh, last Monday. That, that uh, yeah, last week Monday. Mm. So that was even before the matter. I think that was before the matter went to court. Mm. Because yes, yeah, so that was actually before the, before the matter court. went to court. Oh, I see. Okay. They had a meeting. They had a meeting. They had a meeting the previous week. The previous week, they had a meeting with the administration, the officials of the administration. Okay. Yeah. They 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 didn't actually in the meeting which I was uh, I was I actually attended. Mm. They didn't actually. Uh, it didn't actually oppose the idea in the presence of uh, the director of uh, AMN, AMNC. Okay. Uh, when the man, when he wrote out the, the, the policies and what they, when they're going to start the enforcement, mm-hmm. the park operators actually didn't uh, object. Didn't object. They, only okay. Okay, they, they didn't object it at that meeting. Okay. So they were like, okay, we are going to cooperate with you. We're going to try our best to cooperate with you. Okay. But when the enforcement started, actually, this is not the first time the administration has. Uh, threatened to carry out such enforcement. So mm-hmm. in the past, like from years in the past, it has told them several times that but they, they probably felt it was going to be like before. So they didn't actually take it serious. So when on Monday, when the enforcement started, the and then uh, it generated uh, backlash. Mm-hmm. Even the minister uh, received calls, you mm-hmm. know, because uh, it generated a lot of, uh, you know, uh, backlash. Mm-hmm from the high places because most of these parts are actually not owned by the common man. So, <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, yes. John Emmanuel, yes, thank you yes. so much for telling us what's happening yes. with that situation in Abuja. Thank you for your time. All right, Lagos, what do you think about this showdown in Abuja? And yes, you can still talk to me about um, the reactions to uh, the APC presidential ticket. How important is national uh, unity to you as a voter? I told you this morning you had a great conversation with Sheriff Quadri, and I had two follow-up questions to the questions that Sheriff was asking on his show. Uh, my first question was, well, um, as a politician, like Sheriff was asking you, if you were Tinubu, um, um, and competence was a given, because even Sheriff said that you can find competent people everywhere and anywhere right so let's assume competence is a given Mm? there's competence in every state in every religion in every 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 there's competence everywhere Eh? now let's say that the options before tinubu were numbers religion national unity 
if you were him, what choice would you make? Which would be the first for you in your choice of running mate? Would it be religion? Would it be numbers? Would it be national unity? And then as a Nigerian voter, because it was a two-part question I was asking with the first story, as a Nigerian voter, do you want a political party to pick their ticket based on who can give them the numbers or based on who would give most Nigerians a sense of belonging? Again, competence is assumed. Competence is guaranteed. Should the party you support pick candidates based on who will win, no matter who doesn't feel carried along, or based on who would give you and other Nigerians a sense of belonging, a sense of national unity? That was our first topic. For this second one, we took you to Abuja, where uh, the FCT ministry is ordering all parks and gardens to close by 7 p.m. You heard from John Emmanuel, our correspondent there. What do you think about that showdown? Go ahead and share your thoughts. You, ha you have only one minute to do it, so good luck. 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. Hello, thanks for calling us. Hello. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, ma'am? My name is Victoria. Welcome, Victoria. You've got one minute. Okay. Now, Nigeria is a very complex country, as we are at the moment. And we're, we're driven by religion and ethnicity and so on. So a sensitive leader would consider the unity of a country than just the figures because of his or her ambition. So Nigeria, we, we need someone, a leader who can integrate everyone, take everyone as one, irrespective of his or religion. So I'm not a supporter of the Muslim Muslim star because we are in a very critical time whereby it's currently taking and Christians are going to suffer a lot, most especially when the ISIS and the ISWAP situation is already affecting Nigeria, not just only Bokaram. Thank you. Thank you, Victoria, for calling. Victoria sounds like a guy, Shah. Shebi, Shebi, sounds like a guy, but okay. 99.3, hello. Yeah, hello, Sandra. Good to have you on the show. What's your name, sir? This is Ekene. Welcome, Ekene. Calling from Ekeja. Yeah, Sandra, yes. let me tell you this Muslim ticket. Okay. You Hello? Sorry about that. 99.3. Hello. Hello? Hello. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? I'm Ezedun from Suru. You've got one minute as a doom. Thank you very much. I will tell you the reason why I choose national unity than numbers. Okay. Sandra. Nigeria is sharing power between North and South. If North rule, South will rule. Okay. President Buhari, as a Muslim, knew that the majority, uh, I mean, the, the, the Muslim are majority in number in the North. Okay. Why in the South, we have a Christian majority. Okay. So if a Muslim comes from North, he will pick a Christian from South to complement the Nigerian unity. Okay. Now, if your party chooses you from South mm. and you happen to be a Muslim, mm. there is a common sense that will tell you that you need to pick a, a, a Christian minority from North. All right. Thanks for calling. Remember, one minute, that's what everyone gets. We've got Akinola Charles who says, the two parties have destroyed Nigeria. They're only concerned about how to grab power at all costs. Uh, we've got uh, Stephen Dare who says, I'm from Shangote Do. Uh, however, what Tinubu and APC did is an insult to the sensitivity of Nigerians. I will also say Sheriff's questions is uh, are rhetorical and equally insultive. Uh, what he was simply defending is th is that number and winning of an election are all that matter. Uh, I don't think that's what Sheriff was doing. That's not what Sheriff was doing. Sheriff was, you know, simply asking you questions. Uh, Stephen Dyer also continues and says, knowing the sensitivity of religion uh, in this country, it will be irresponsible of anyone to assume that Nigerians will allow themselves to be disunited. Okay, all right. Let's uh, take a message here from Ridwan Lawal. Ridwan Lawal says, um, has the Christian, Muslim and vice versa ticket brought us uh, unity in this country since inception? What has been the status quo in a candidate speaking his vice based on religion and ethnicity just to satisfy and pacify people? Where has that led us? What level of uh, unity and development has that brought us?
Okay. Well, uh, read one. You're not answering my question, though. You're just, um, you know, sharing your own thoughts, and that's fine. But again, um, the question has three options. So from Sheriff, you had three options. From me, you had three options, right? If the three options in front of you are religion um, and uh, numbers and uh, national unity, because like Sheriff and I uh, said, competence is a given. Everyone assumes that you pick a competent uh, president, competent vice president. So that's assumed, right? That's guaranteed. If the options on the table were um, national unity, uh religion uh what's the third one again what's the third one please remind me the third one oh she wasn't listening to me <laughs> oh my what's the third one it's it's flying out of my mind now it's like i'm sure people are screaming at their radio what the third one is but I, I can't hear them unfortunately what is the third one my brain is drawing a serious blank at the moment oh my what is the third one i just said the third one didn't i numbers yes religion numbers and national unity um if those were the options um you know which one do you want? Let's 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 come back to the phone lines. Ninety nine point three. Hello. 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 Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Yeah, this is your minister of defense, Achike, calling from Festa. Achike, you've got one more. Yeah, for me, Sandra, mm-hmm. I will pick for the politician points of view. Of view. Mm-hmm. I yeah, for me, I'll pick competence. Then for the individual, I'll pick um, unit. Why I say competence? We are lagging in everywhere. No, competence is not an option. Competence yeah. is as you. Okay. It's guaranteed. If it's not an option, then mm. I'll pick religion. Okay. Then if it's for the other one, I'll pick national unity. Because even if the numbers give me the victory, Sandra, check every empire in history. Mm. Their greatest headache has been unification. Okay. So why divide a kingdom before I conquer it? Everywhere. So even if I win with the numbers, mm. if I don't have that unity, it's a headache. Okay, all right. Thank you very much. We'll take a final call from Meg, and then I'll bring you back to Lagos, where Songolu has ordered a probe into the latest uh, boat disaster. Hi, Meg. How are you? Hi, Sandra. How are you doing? I'm very well. You've got one minute. I'm watching you on YouTube, and I'm talking to you on my phone. (laughs) So nice to do that. Okay. Okay, you asked a question. Mm -hmm. I'll choose national unity first. Okay. Because without unity, then the numbers will not come, even if the numbers come and there's no unity of what uses it to us. Okay. I want to, from my own perspective, I want to say that he has packaged himself to lose a lot of votes. Okay. Like you rightly said, there are smart people everywhere. Okay. Smartness doesn't have tribe, it doesn't have religion. Okay. So he's married to a Christian. If you can marry a Christian within your local circle of mm. one and wife, mm. The, 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 the office of the president expects even more. We demand even more for you to have. If you're a Muslim, it just makes it justifiable. It makes it um, balanced. That's oh. the word I'm looking for. Meg, thank you so much for calling. All right, Governor Sowonlu has ordered a probe into the latest boat disaster. That's our third story. So far, 17 bodies have been recovered. It's a terrible disaster. We heard from Benga Motosho, the information commissioner. He said that the government is treating it as a criminal incident. He's accusing the boat driver of breaking several laws. First, it was allegedly an unlicensed boat. Second, it allegedly left from an illegal jetty. Third, it allegedly carried passengers without seatbelts. And fourth, it allegedly was operating at night even though passenger boats are banned at night. Now, if it turns out that all of this is true, it shows that there's a huge problem on the waterways. Part of that problem is enforcement of the rules. That one falls on police and government. But another part of the problem is the operators themselves who know the rules and are choosing to violate them. I started the show by talking about congestion on the roads. Whenever this comes up, we talk about using the waterways as an alternative. But when you see a case like this, it makes a lot of people afraid to go near the water. If we truly want to make water uh, transportation, water transit, a legit alternative, um, we're going to need to checkmate these types of violations. So if we want to scale up and increase the number of boats and people on the water, 
we're going to need to make it safer. We're going to need more operators to um, obey the laws. We're going to need um, more enforcement on the water to stop the violators. The question is how? How are we going to go about doing that? What does the Lagos State Government need to do to make sure that boat operators cannot operate from unapproved jetties? How can government stop boats from operating without life jackets? What's the way to stop night sailing? And what role do passengers play in all of this? You as a passenger, what's your own role in all of this? How do we get more passengers to insist on the right thing for the sake of everybody? 0700 You still get one minute. That's all you get. 99.3. Hello. Thank you for your quiz question today. <laughs> What's your name? And sir? I hope my voice is not sounding like a woman. Even though I try, you will catch me. <laughs> <laughs> the first answer is national unity. Okay. And the second answer is. Um, um, sense of belonging. Okay. So Thank national you. unity, both sides. Okay. Thank you very much for calling. You didn't say your name, though. We've got Joy Forever who says national unity is key. Even if you have the number, unity is important. Remember what happened in Algeria and Egypt. Number one, but uh, it did not last. Someone is only probing. Nothing will happen as usual to enforce. Joy Forever on Twitter with that comment. We have a break coming up, so I'm just going to uh, run down the clock by taking comments uh, from social media. Akambi James Olumide on Twitter says numbers. Adexi on Twitter says you can't get national unity if you don't win. We have a poll up on Twitter and 67.7% of the voters on that poll on Twitter say national unity uh, is the factor that should have decided uh, Tinubu's running mate. Because remember the question is if you were in Tinubu's shoes, which factor will be first for you in choosing your running mate? Religion, numbers, national unity. 67 7.7% of the voters say national unity, 25% say numbers, 7.3% say religion. All right, uh, we'll keep uh, taking those reactions and comments when we come back from this break. I am Sandra Ezekwesili. Hey, Sandra. <laughs> What's your name, sir? My name is Kingsley. I forgot again. I'll call you from uh, Papa. Kingsley, you've got one minute. Talk to me. About uh, this uh, capsizing of a uh, vessel, mm. I happen to be a sailor okay. for 32 years. Okay. So I travel many, many countries, both international. Mm. You see, the problem there, there was a time I called on this program. Mm. I wish I could know the director of people, money the affair. Okay. You see, I've been to my madam, mm. sailor thing, sailing work is not like in just English language, okay. it's a purely practical. Okay. Sometimes I laugh when they say, come with your life jacket. Mm. When I get to my two, and uh, uh, a papa here, mm-hmm. some people carry life jacket, carry uh, children life jacket for adults, carry adult life jacket for... For children? Uh, 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 Oga, mm. um, ah, if you want to talk to me, talk to me now. If you want to talk to CSO, talk to CSO. Sorry, sir. Eh? Sorry. Try for me, eh? 99.3. Hello. 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 Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name? My name is Shade. How are you doing? Hi, Shade. I'm very well, thank you. Yes, yeah, so regards to the um, capsizing boat, hmm. what I think what we need, both the um, bigger state government and the citizens' willpower. Hmm. Yes, the state has to have the willpower to enforce, to make sure that it's very simple. Okay. They, they have the people standing where you're about to board the boat. So you show, cause they used to do it. Like that people say, if you don't have a life jacket or you're not wearing it, you don't get on it. Hmm. And then they should also patrol all these places that have jetties. And they have coast guards. I think they have coast guards. Yeah. Let me start with that question. Yeah, we have yeah, coast guards. they should guards. do their jobs to enforce that they're not people coming off of um, illegal jetties and things like that. But okay. we, do we have the willpower? That's the question. We don't. That's all they need. 
Okay. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you so much, Shade, for calling. Always a pleasure to hear from Shade. Let's quickly take some messages off of Facebook. Emmanuel uh, Felix says, Bat chose religion because APC is a party in power. They have 22 governors. So with this, he'll definitely get the numbers if he really if numbers are really what he's looking for. Uh, we've got a message here. I've taken that. I've taken that. I've taken that. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, in your bank, Godwin says, uh, I would take national unity first, but politicians' uh, ways of thinking is winning. Uh, ways of thinking is winning. And that's different from you and I. Uh, the Lagos boat mishap, nothing will come out of the probe. It will be business as usual after this. Uh, that's a message from Inyobong Godwin. Inyobong Godwin is sending that message from Ikorudu. Akinwale, Akinola Charles. Oh, I've taken that message before. All right. Uh, James Abiola says, I will choose national unity. Uh, that is constitutional and more progressive for me. There's nothing called electoral value when there is a strong party and they work together in unity. How does electoral value? How does the electoral value of Oshimbajo help him in the last election or even Dabwa Biodun? Okay, James, uh, James uh, Abiola, thank you very much for your message. Alexander says, national unity is paramount for social unity and sense of belonging. Nuruddin says, it's very clear and understandable that all politicians considering three things in selecting uh, their running mates. They are uh, electoral value, competence, and in some cases, religion. But note that the first to be considered is electoral value. Okay. We'll take a break. We'll bring you the business news. When we come back from the business news, it'll be time for the glass ceiling. On the glass ceiling today, we'll go back to a conversation we've had before. Do women support women? That conversation is coming up in a few minutes. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili. Don't go away. It's four o'clock. Four o'clock. You could be four debates away from one million naira. Honorable judges, are ever attentive audience. That's the majority of co debater. We've crowned three I beg to differ debate champions. My name is Sanvita Kaushi. I'm Rizu Kocho. My name is Bella Desa. And if you want to be the fourth, in fact, it even gives you a new global perspective. The West 1998th begins during the 2015 elections. Now. The auditions for the next I Beg to Differ debate tournament are on. It's open to all secondary school students in Lagos, aged between 12 and 16. Just go to www.nigeriainfo.fm and click on I Beg to Differ and follow the instructions. Auditions close 3 p.m. July 12, 2020.